The Make My Damn Movie Podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion advised. I'm Mark Reynolds. And I'm Tom Swain. And we discuss the film and entertainment industry, spotlighting several original screenplays, which must be produced. Yeah. Later on, we're going to delve into dealing with numerous characters within a script. How many characters are too many? We'll talk about that. That juggling act. Yeah. So... I wanted to throw this out there. Mm-hmm. There's a service like the Nielsen ratings and Arbitron for radio yeah. and Nielsen for TV for podcast and make my damn movie is in the top 10% globally. What? Out of 2,142,805 podcasts, make my damn movie. I was shocked. <laughs> Brenda found this. Crazy. Top 10% globally. So thank you. Wow. For making us a hit. Uh-huh. We knew it was a hit. <laughs> Radioactive Rant, the other podcast, not so much. <laughs> but there's only Just a few wait. episodes of that. Yeah. So think about that. We'll see what happens. Mm, kind of nice. happy it's not up there. Then we can stop doing that one. There so you go. There's that. <laughs> but you can check out Radioactive Rant if you'd like to. And Now, another thing we talked about last week, and I couldn't believe this. And that's why sometimes I listen back and it's like, holy shit, I don't really listen to anyone. (laughs) But we were doing the TV trivia game that Uh we play with the Trivial Pursuit cards that I found. Anyway, one of the questions was something about my three sons, who was the housekeeper, Uncle Charlie. You said, is that the guy from My Favorite Martian? And I'm thinking, well, we both just skipped over Ray Walston is the... My favorite Martian. Mm-hmm. He's Mr. Hand in Fast Times Rizmon High. Yes, How do we just skip right. over that? I don't know. That was dumb. Yeah. Such also, a great character. Apparently, we do have a few techno heads listening. They messaged in to say they noticed the sound quality. <laughs> Did you? Being a tad off last podcast. And it was. Sorry about that, folks. We had a bitch oh and a half time getting that podcast up and running it was crazy yeah it was working we record these of course and the sd card that you use to record them was all fucked up it was just not working and we recorded it early last mm-hmm. week so thankfully had some <laughs> yeah. wiggle room there was some padding there too but then like every hour yeah. every day would go by and it's like i still don't have a solution to this and it finally dawned on me because you and i were back and forth like what about this what yeah. about this what about this? That, that'll work. It didn't work. What about that? That'll work. That it didn't work. <laughs> then I finally came up with something that did work. It kept me busy. Yeah, that's true. Great for Brenda. <laughs> kept me quiet. She liked it. She puts up with such ridiculous crap. She really does. You know that, I'm too. sure there was some screaming down here, though. It stems from me being bored. Wow. I have to entertain myself. <laughs> that's what it's all about. Like, we're always looking for something for dinner. Mm-hmm. And usually we cook. Yeah. But on the off occasion, we want to go get something. I'm the one that goes, picks it up. So she'll be on her iPad. Yeah. She'll be going through just every restaurant in the vicinity. What about here? And I'm, eh, I'm half listening. What? Because anything's fine. Is that food? 
Is it edible? That'll work. So what about here? What about this? So after about a dozen suggestions. (laughs) And you shooting them down? Yeah. (laughs) I decide to have some fun. Oh, good. And I say. How about that used tire place up on 29? I think they have a few vending machines. One of them has pop. So I don't say soda or Coke. You know, got to say pop. one of them has pop. And I think one has hot soup. <laughs> and I think they have one that serves lukewarm coffee. Well, at this point, <laughs> she's you like that. tuned out. <laughs> I'm just bored. You know, I got to have some fun, right? Oh. Who else is going to listen to me? Well, she doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, she's forced to. So I've told you this one before. We have a pad of paper on our kitchen island where we jot down stuff to get at the grocery store throughout the week. So, of course, I'll scribble stupid stuff on there Mm -hmm. and forget about it. So I'll write dumb things down there like I write piss juice. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll giggle to myself. Like an asshole. As long as you're amusing yourself. Of course. (laughs) And I'll forget about it. So flash forward Mm -hmm. to us being at the grocery store, right? Right. And we're going up and down the aisles. And all of a sudden, Brenda's like, gets in my face, like real serious. She's like, oh my gosh, we forgot to get piss juice. (laughs) Touche. Very good, huh? Ah, Came back at you. There you go. But I'm just bored. Aren't you bored? I mean, got to have oh, fun. Yeah. You know, got to have something to do. Anyway. <laughs> hey, we should bring a screenwriter into the mix here. We should. I get this way. We'll do that. Yahoo! All right. Here we go again. <laughs> it's time for our writer's roundup where we find out what other people are doing to shine a spotlight on their projects. Chat for a few minutes with them. And this time around, we welcome actor, director, screenwriter, Alex, Alex Kanarin. Did we uh, get nice it? Nice to meet you guys. Yes, you did. Yay. <laughs> That's why Tom says the last names. Hey, well, I, now we know who's boss, right? Uh, Listen, I even have a hard time with Alex, so that's where we are that's okay <laughs> so alex starting off real quickly here you have a production company correct yeah i do so the production company that i have i it's called waking world productions uh i started it unofficially back in 2014 shortly after i left university i started out doing uh i started a company with a close friend of mine where we did concerts and music festivals so i did a lot of the uh, photography videography oh, okay but then since then i also uh, uh, got into uh, directing and writing as well. While I was in university, I directed a couple theater pieces and wrote some stuff. Since then, I have been uh, getting back hardcore into writing, and I'm actually just wrapping up production now on my first ever short film. Nice. nice. Now, I have to ask this. What's your favorite hat to wear? Acting, screenwriting, directing? I'm going to say directing is definitely what my favorite hat to wear is. When I was younger, I wanted to be an actor, but I slowly learn that actors, though they have a lot of power on the screen, they're often just speaker boxes for the writers and directors. And I really wanted to get my own stories out there. So that was really important. Now to scripts, how many have you completed thus far? So completed, I have two completed. One is this short film script. It's a horror comedy. And then the other one is pretty much my life's work right now. It's a TV show pilot for a dark comedy and it's called If... And uh, so that's like a 60-minute TV series that's going to span over eight episodes. 
So where are you with that? I mean, are you shopping it around or Yeah, so I'm uh I've been pitching it to a few different places. Obviously, there is a lot of stuff going on in the network right now. Yeah. But definitely um after producing this short film, it's definitely something that I'd much prefer to get my own hands on, you know, be able to produce it as much myself as I possibly can because I have a really clear design for what I want to happen with it. And uh sometimes too many cooks in the kitchen isn't always the best thing right True. absolutely now you mentioned you're pitching it so when you go in to pitch something like this your work how hard is that for you it is absolutely nerve-wracking because uh you'll pitch to 50 different people sometimes you will hear or sometimes you won't hear anything from them which is okay sometimes you might get the generic rejection letters uh-huh. sometimes you get like the personalized ones which are really nice because then they show you what you can actually do to improve but then also i have a bunch of people that have read it and are really interested in working on it right now i'm going through some uh rewrites of the script now are you going through the rewrites because of what people that you pitched it to have have said to you yes and no like i was in Actually starting, so it actually started off as a uh, feature film script, but because of the uh, level of stories and like specifically sideline stories that are going on, it makes much more sense to do this as a TV show. Um, so that was where I started with my initial rewrite. Okay. So kind of like taking some things that I liked that I heard from other people and then also some things that I didn't like and then putting my own spins on the new stuff there. So what's the biggest challenge? getting in front of people for you? I'm totally cool with talking to people about it. I think the biggest challenge is keeping my words right, if that yeah, exactly. makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, obviously keeping up the energy when you're pitching to the 40, 50 different people the exact same thing, making sure that it doesn't lose its luster. So right. That's right. my question, because do you have, like, this rap that you give to everybody, or is it different every time? Is it drastically different every time, or is it kind of in the so same vein? So, I would say uh, the core of it is pretty much the same. I started off just kind of uh, speaking from the hip, but now I've found it's a lot better to use a pitch deck to kind of make Mm -hmm. sure everything is really nice and organized and gives you some visual references and everything too. Uh, Plus people, obviously, when you're talking about a movie, they like seeing it versus just hearing about it too, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Okay, Because the pitching is what the people that listen to this show have the biggest conflict about. They're like, I hate pitching. Biggest, hardest thing that it came down to was that elevator pitch, uh, kind of <laughs> condensing everything down to, uh, you know, one to three minutes, especially when you have an idea that's so much bigger than can even fit in a paragraph sort of thing, right? Hey, so. I feel your pain, believe me. <laughs> it sucks. Especially with a TV pitch. Oh, yeah. I mean, really? Oh All right, Alex, how can someone connect with you? Uh, so right now I have uh, my own personal website, which is alexkanarn.com. So that's A-L-E-X. C-A-N-A-R-A-N.com. And then I'm also uh, on Facebook as Alex Canarn McFabe. So M-A-C-F-A-B-E as my last name there. Uh, and then I'm also on Instagram and YouTube as Alex Canarn on YouTube and Alex oh. in Blunderland on Instagram. Alex, thank yeah. you for joining us. Yeah, thank yeah, you, thank Alex. Thank you so much. Take care. All right. 
Thank you, Alex. And the Writers' Roundup. Yeah. Now, we mentioned before, uh, we opened the door to have people request to come on. Yes. And... The floodgates. We had to close the floodgates. Yeah. Because we had way too many people. We'll let you know when we'll take applications. Mm-hmm. See? I like that way that sounds. It sounds very official. Mm-hmm. When we'll uh, have more people on Writers' Roundup. Yeah. Sorry! <laughs> <laughs> that's a problem for you. It shouldn't be. Eh, it might know. be. Hey, you can go to, I almost said radioactive. No. You can go to movie.com and uh, go to the contact page if you want to send us a message. A lot of people do for some reason. They do. I wish they wouldn't. But they <laughs> We're going to read some messages now from makemydamnmovie.com. Wow. Those cookies are coming back. Coming back at you. Grace, Glendale, California. Ah. It was horrifying hearing that Mark used to hold in his bowel movements when he was a little boy. (laughs) That couldn't have been good. You think? No, it's not good for anybody. I probably still have feces in me from 1971. Ah. Maybe that's why I'm a shithead. (laughs) Madison, Vancouver, (laughs) British Columbia. I truly adore the Writer's Roundup part of your podcast. It was extremely nice to hear from a woman screenwriter on episode 72. I hope you'll have more from the female perspective in future shows. Well, write in, and we will. Maybe we will have more on the uh, female perspective. Maybe all the bowel movement conversations will attract more ladies to come on. (laughs) That's that's it. That is a magnet. Keep them coming around. Andrew, Toledo, Ohio. Tom's movie recommendation of the Florida Project was great. Oh. Chock full of a mixed bag of emotions. What a thought-provoking film. Yes. Cool. And be sure to check out Stat Picks with Tom, (laughs) not me, a little bit later on. I do have a beef with you oh, about that movie. Yes. And we'll discuss in a minute. Excellent. I did check it out. Yeah. Jack, Houston, Texas. I love your podcast. April Fools. Fools. <laughs> Hell areas. <laughs> Asshole. Guess he texted that on April 1st. Mm-hmm. Joke's on you, dickworm. Nobody likes this podcast. Braden, <laughs> Long Beach, California. Not true, according to the ratings. Ah, screw you, Jack. Off. <laughs> Braden, Long Beach, California. Allow me to pile on the cantankerous, grumpy TV show characters that Mark reminds us of. (laughs) How about Al Bundy from Married with Children? Mm. Or Ronald Ulysses Swanson on Parks and Recreation? I could see that. And for sure, The Simpsons' Mo Sislak. (laughs) Fuck you. You do like your drinks. Shitbird. <laughs> Juan, Carlsbad, New Mexico. I couldn't agree more with you guys about the lack of female-centric comedy films. I thoroughly enjoyed listening to the discussion of your screenplay, Hit Escape. I'd sincerely love to see that made into a movie. Me too. And I sincerely love a brown noser. Mm-hmm. Juan, thank you very much. And I mean that in a good way. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Those were your messages. Those were your messages. We hope to hear from you. Okay, so if you want to send us a message, do the thing. So let's talk about the Florida Project, because I watched that, and you gave it a glowing review, and you said you loved it so much. And what I would like to do for next week Mm -hmm. is if you would like to message in 
about the Florida Project. If Uh you've seen it or maybe check it out and then write a message and we can discuss further. Because that movie was ridiculously stupid. Hey! Uh, The director desperately wanted us to show empathy, feel empathy for these characters, which I did not. Uh, Willem Dafoe... What about Willem Dafoe's character? He was okay. He was fine. But I don't know why you like this movie so much. It concerned me as I'm Uh, watching it and thinking, I'm going to turn this off. uh, I'm going to continue to watch it. I'm going to turn this off because the loudmouth, shitmouth mother and that fucking kid of hers, they were not endearing in any way, shape, or form, in my opinion. And then I thought, let me read some reviews. Uh And it was a mixed bag. It was either a 10 out of 10 or a 1 out of 10. It was nothing in between. So I'd be interested in what people in podcast. Castland have to say, but how could you even relate to those characters in any way, shape, or form? They were there by their own hand. Okay. What? Did you see the little girl could possibly grow up to be her mom? Yes. Did you see that? Of course. Oh God, I can see that coming. Mm -hmm. But I (laughs) I and in elementary school, I had a friend who lived in a motel. I was like, oh, that's where you live? Huh, that's kind of cool. You get, you know, mm. breakfasts in the morning. Mm. Your your bed's already made for you. I had mm. no idea no. why he was living there. Well, I used to go over there all the time, and, da, 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 and my parents were like, eh, you probably should not be playing over there. At a motel. Yeah. Exactly. So I went over there and knocked on the door and an old lady answered the door. I had no idea who this person was. And I was God. like, I was said, hey, I'm looking for my friend. And she's like, I don't know who that is. They don't live here anymore. They moved? Yeah. They just just, been, just like that. The trans gone. Yeah. My friend's gone. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, now you know. <laughs> that movie kind of explains so, that lifestyle. Yeah. Listen, I, I didn't feel I was sorry just for interested them. Interested in it? Well, I guess maybe because you had that connection somehow that it was interesting. But I'm telling you, man, I'm like watching this and I'm getting ready to text you. Like, are you full of shit or something? No. It's so stupid, and I didn't like it at all. But well, the, it is a very polarizing no film. No, I guess no, not to me, but uh, to you, uh, that's uh, fine. Yeah. And again, I'd be interested to see. What people out there in podcast land have to say about it. Anyway, moving on. The movie quotes game is now in play. This is where I read a movie quote and you try to tell me what movie it's from. Try. Yeah, you've really not been doing well. Are you going to start recycling? Not yet. Soon, because I'm running out of them and I'm not looking for more. Number one. It's the first time I've ever seen you look ugly, and that makes me kind of happy. <laughs> Don't get too excited. This is a recycled one. Oh. <laughs> you got Bridesmaids. it? Maids. Yeah. That's the reason the last time a great female-led comedy yeah. came out. Yeah. Basically. Annie Walker. Kristen Week. Love that movie. Okay, here's your second one. Okay. We get the warhead and we hold the world ransom for $1 million. <laughs> you know it? Yes. Oh, man. Well, you're redeeming yourself at least. Wow. What is it? That would be Dr. Evil. Movie? 
from uh oh, what the hell's wrong with me this is good oh no it's, it's good, not it's good. good no you did not get it correct austin, austin powers, powers international man of Ow. mystery what is, <laughs> can i have another cup of coffee that is very good that's ridiculous that was delightful here's your last one that was a brain fart Be, did you hear that fart folks that was my brain oh, that was your brain here's your last one you and your mom are hillbillies this is a house of learned doctors. <laughs> these are easy. You did recycle these, and I still got one wrong. <laughs> Damn it. What's this one? That one's Step Brothers. Oh, very good. Dale Doback, John C. Riley, Step Brothers. There you go. Well, hey, got some. Oh, I should have got them all. We're going to continue on with the TV Trivial Pursuit cards. I found in my garage without the game. From 1980. No, not even that. 1942. Okay, here's your first one. Okay. Who was Oscar Madison's secretary in The Odd Couple? Now, I can give you a hint. You you will get this one. Okay, I'm going to give you two hints. The first hint is the movie Big. Who was Oscar Madison's secretary in The Odd Couple? I'm going to give you your um, second hint. By the way, you've already... Yeah. But your second hint, uh-huh. Laverne and Shirley. Wow! Penny Marshall! Oh, Penny, Penny Marshall. Marshall. Oh, oh, that's horrible. Here's your next one. In what town and state did the Andy Griffith show take place? Uh, I know the state is Georgia. No? No. Oh. You want to try the city or town? No. Mayberry. Mayberry. Yes, okay. North Carolina. North Carolina? Yes, where Andy Griffith is from. He's oh. from Ashburn. A- a- Never mind. Ashburn? Ashland. Is Ashland. there an Ashland, North Carolina? Uh, I don't know. Sounds right. I'm taking all this out. <laughs> Here's your next one. What were the character names of the mother and father on the Waltons? Oh, man. The character names of the mom and dad on the Waltons. That's a hard one. No to idea. Me. John and Olivia Walton. Really? John and Olivia Walton. I remember at the end of the show, they said goodnight to everybody. Right. I don't remember. I don't think anyone ever said their Olivia. names. Maybe the, the parents to themselves, you know. Yeah. Referring to themselves. Okay, here's your last one. Who portrayed Luke on General Hospital? <laughs> Anthony Geary. Oh, yes. Anthony Geary. Anthony Geary. <laughs> Who could forget that? I know he had an afro. That's all I remember. <laughs> I have no idea. He was stupid. Yeah. All right. Okay, so there Let's you go. go. There's the thing from the stuff. Now it's time for the stupid stat picks. <laughs> Where Tom attempts to force you to watch movies that he likes. Because no one ever refers to anything that I ever. <laughs> and if they do, it's anybody. not positive. But anyway, um, I think we're going to continue with you going first. <laughs> no. So I can prepare myself for my stellar pick. Okay. Shitbags. Asshole. What an asshole. All right. 
All right. What's your staff pick for the thing? <laughs> Mine is my octopus teacher from 2020. I don't know what that is. It's a Netflix documentary feature. Oh, okay. Yeah. Directed by James Reed and Pippa Aldrich. It's uh, it stars Craig Foster and an octopus. <laughs> All <Yeah>. right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a Ugh. filmmaker. Craig Foster forges a friendship with an octopus yeah. down in uh, South Africa. He keeps diving into the same area every single day, free diving, no okay. tank, nothing. And he goes down into the same spot and he finds this octopus and he forges this like friendship with this octopus. Pretty fascinating. Hmm. But then I watched it the second time Uh-oh. and really paid attention. Yeah. And I figure out this guy's just a douchebag, oh, really. Okay. Second time around. Yeah. It mentions that he's a filmmaker and he has this problem and he's got to deal with his feelings. Yeah. And he can't deal with his family. All right. So why is this a pick? So anyway, <laughs> I watched it and loved it the first time. Oh, And then watched time. it the okay, second huh? time. I'm like, uh. See, that's the opposite of me. Not really digging this the second time because bad teacher i watched first time hated it then i watched it again for some reason you, here's a movie i hate i'm gonna watch it again and i loved it uh-huh. same with that's my boy adam oh, sandler God. <laughs> <laughs> i'm the only one they liked it for this somebody thing. had to like so that what's one. your name of your thing that you so like that's the that i didn't like the oh. second i liked okay. And didn't oh, like. okay my octopus teacher so write in and tell yeah. me what you think of that one please do they will Barry Monday is mine from 2010. Uh, yes. Monday is his last name. M-U-N-D-A-Y. It stars Patrick Wilson, Judy Greer. So a dude named Barry Monday, Patrick Wilson, mm-hmm. spends every waking hour desperately attempting to be a ladies' man. He is not. No. He's not good at it at all. In an unfortunate hookup, he loses his manhood in an attack. Uh-huh. <laughs> now... This prompts him to re-examine his life, and that's when awkward ginger, Judy Greer, Mm -hmm. comes into his world claiming she's pregnant with his child. Thing is, he doesn't remember (laughs) being with her, so he doesn't remember banging her. Right. But they press on towards the baby's birth in a weird relationship. I think you'll rather enjoy Barry a Monday. That's a good one. That is a good one. I think. Fuck do I know? All right, so today we are going to delve into the old how many characters are too many in a screenplay. Mm-hmm. And i got to kind of fly through this, and I'm going to talk about my fantastic <laughs> screenplay called uh, what, uh, The Flip Side. <laughs> what is it? And here's the logline from the thing. The Flip Side, and un- I love this logline, by the way. All right. An unlikely alliance of high school stoners and jocks joined forces in 1977 to hatch a zany scheme to stop their meddling principal's attempt to keep them from working at a popular burger joint. Yeah. So there's your logline for the flip side. Rated R. Mm -hmm. Most of my screenplays have few characters, not a whole lot. This yeah. one is a high school related, so you have to have a lot. Think of Days and Confused. Think of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Right. An which, ensemble. Which this 
screenplay is constantly compared to. Well, yeah, and, of course. Just cause and it's I, I agree with that. High school students. So in this one, there's a lot of them because you got high school situations. So you're mm-hmm. going to have a lot of kids. Yeah. So I have a lot of characters here. And on top of that, they work at a burger joint, which has a lot of kids working there. Yeah, like it was so in it's the 70s. just compounded. But when it comes to these secondary characters, in my opinion, which is correct... <laughs> They have to be memorable, but not overwhelming. See, that's the key. Mm -hmm. So there's your lesson. I don't do lessons, but I'm giving you a little lesson, a little tip, you idiots. (laughs) Yikes. That they have to be, because so many people write these ensemble Uh cast movies, right? And they're just everyone. They feel like, oh, this person's got to really be memorable. No, they they do have to be memorable. It's, but not overwhelming. Not a jumble. My main characters here are two people, really. Keith Bailey, who's the lead guy, 17. Right. And his girlfriend, Jennifer Fisher. So those are the main characters. And then there's a bunch of friends and a mm-hmm. bunch of acquaintances and a bunch of co-workers. Right. And schoolmates and all of that in there. And one of these guys happens to work with this kid at this burger joint. Am I explaining this well so far? Yeah. I'm sure I am. <laughs> <laughs> but one of these characters' name, name the name of one of these characters is Wayne Rivers. He's 17. I'm going to read Wayne's introduction. Wayne Rivers, 17, a brawny football player type, tromps up to the three at the grill. Calvin slaps five with him. So that's another kid that works there. Right. So this kid comes into the scene. My point is... You don't need to do a whole, and Wayne did this, and Wayne is that, and Wayne no is this. No backstory. You, you get what he <laughs> looks like, right? Right. With that fantastic. So here's Wayne speaking. Wayne, what's shaking? Who's the new guy pointing to the lead character who just started working at this restaurant? Another character comes in, Dale. Mm-hmm. He says, this is my very good compadre, Keith Bailey. Wayne holds up his palm towards Keith, and they slap five. He zeroes in on Keith. Wayne, wait. I saw you at the mall with that new girl. Looks like the chick on the Rumors album, right? Keith says, Jennifer Fisher. Uh Uh-huh. The name of this girl. Wayne. Yeah, Jennifer. You guys doing it? Knocking boots? (laughs) Dale. (laughs) Shit, man. Hell yeah. He screws her all the time. Wow. Calvin. (laughs) Nice. So. Rated R. (laughs) My point is, this is the introduction of this guy, but you remember him. Yes. He's got a thing. He's, he's banging the his girl player and he's talking about this kid. Right. Banging this girl. So later on, there's a scene where the principal has a meeting with all the parents and talks about how this restaurant that these kids work at, that they mm-hmm. were just at, that I just read this scene, right? Yeah. Is just a den of iniquity. <laughs> it's bad. He doesn't want them working there. He really hates the fact that they're working there with his A students and jocks. Right. Because with these the other guys, potheads and the stoners and all that, he doesn't want them mingling at all because he's a very strict man. Bad influences. So this secondary character, Wayne, mm-hmm. after this meeting, he comes home from work. Yeah. Exterior, Rivers House, Night later, a long gravel driveway leads up to an isolated two-story brick home with an attached garage surrounded by woods. A late model Ford Granada parked in the front of the garage. A beat-up 1971 faded green Ford Pinto sputters in and jerks to a stop behind the Granada. Wayne climbs out wearing his Shake Burger shirt 
and heads in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's coming home from work. Interior, Rivers House, living room, night continuous. Wayne enters. He finds his parents, Charlie and Deb, 39, watching TV. Charlie's slumped back in a recliner and Deb on a love seat next to the recliner across from a couch. Charlie sees Wayne making a beeline for the stairs. So his dad yeah. sees the kid. Like, Wait a second. He slams the recliner into the upright position. Charlie, who's the dad? Hold up on that car wash, boy. There's my dad. Wayne stops cold. <laughs> Charlie, get in here and have a seat for a minute. Went to that orientation thing at your school tonight. Wayne gives him a quizzical glance and takes a reluctant seat on the couch. Charlie studies Wayne hard as Deb, the mom, observes. Charlie perches himself on the edge of the recliner and zeroes in on Wayne. Charlie, the dad. You doing drugs, son? Wayne blinks hard. Wayne, no, sir. Charlie, you cutting up at work? Acting a fool? (laughs) Wayne, no. An awkward pause. Charlie eases back in the recliner. He sizes up Wayne, then squints at him. Charlie, you having sexual intercourse? (laughs) Deb, the mom, is speechless. Wayne lurches upright. Wayne, geez, Dad, cut me some slack. Charlie assesses Wayne for a second while Wayne throws his hands in the air out of frustration. Wayne, I'm trying to. Charlie nods in approval. Deb's mouth drops to the floor. (laughs) You remember Wayne. Right. He's got a thing. He's that guy. He likes the girls. (laughs) He's like that football player that we all knew. Uh Uh-huh. Likes the girls, probably doesn't get the girls. Maybe not as much as he would like to. My point is, is that you need to make your secondary characters memorable, but not overwhelming. Right. So when you see him, you're like, oh, I know who that guy is. I get it. Mm -hmm. That dude. And I don't have time now, unfortunately, to go over a script analysis I got back that I forgot about for the flip side. But it's pretty much glowing the whole way through. I'll read the first oh, line. I'll read the first yes. line of three pages and the last line. Real quick. I had no idea you had put this into another I forgot. Thing. The flip side is a celebration of youth culture in the 70s decade. A combination of Fast Times at Ridgemont High and Days to Confuse, our primary protagonists in the story are as endearing as they are provocative. That's Mm. the first out of many, (laughs) many pages. (laughs) Glowing glowing review. The last line. This story is a gloriously unfiltered look at and celebration of growing up in the 70s. Uh Uh-huh. I would like to see more of that. You take the first line of this analysis mm-hmm. and the second or the last line of this analysis, and then you can figure out what's in between. All good. <laughs> I'm used to it. I know. You know. I know. <laughs> However, there you so go. So would McLovin be an overwhelming side character? No, I consider him one of the leads. Okay. You know? I mean, you can have more than one I, or two. I was always confused with that. It was like, uh, is he a side character or is he one of the leads? But We're talking about super like, bad. Yeah, sorry. Super bad. But um, um, no, he was I, very memorable. Yeah, but I don't... see I more can, so than the other two. Right. I consider him one of the, the main okay. guys. Yeah. And I guess. I don't know. Write in. Tell me. Because, you know, I don't have anything else to do. Yeah, Look at your messages. The flip side, man. So there you go. That would be a cool movie to but see. Did what I just go over make sense? Yes. When you have these huge number of characters, you got to make sure that they're not overwhelming in just 
wipe out the lead character. Right. And that can easily happen. And also, you got to make them individual. Yeah. You, know, you don't want them just fading into the background. Not just background noise. Exactly. Right. Okay, that's it. I'm done. All right. I think we're we're done, right? Good, good, good. What are we doing? All right, well, uh, check out uh, MakeMyDamnMovie.com. And other than that, we're out of here. Bye. Later. I could do that all day. I was just going to say, how long can you do this? Uh, ask Brenda. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised I'm not dead. <laughs>